Welcome to Inner Divine Alchemy, a podcast for spiritual seekers who dare to explore the depth of this divine existence and the constructs that make up our very reality. I'm your host, Kristen Martin, a fellow spiritual seeker, full-time creative entrepreneur, and best-selling indie author. If you're looking to go deeper on the types of things we discuss on this podcast, I sincerely hope you'll join me in my monthly membership community called the Inner Divine Collective at innerdivinealchemy.com. Without further ado, let's get metaphysical, shall we? Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the Inner Divine Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. And also, thank you for bearing with me on the little hiatus that I took. Depending on when I post this, it was either a week and a half or two weeks. I'm not entirely sure. But I started opening up recently on my YouTube channel more about the types of things that we talk about here on the podcast. I've brought that to my videos. And I've kind of been infusing the creative side of me with the spiritual side of me because my spirituality has played a huge role, not only just (laughs) in my life in general, but with the path that I'm currently on as a creative entrepreneur, as a writer, as someone who is doing this full time, as someone who feels like she's escaped the the matrix and the corporate grind and the rules of society, if you will. I would be remiss if I just said, oh yeah, it's because I just took all this action and had good timing and you know, just did the things I was supposed to do. I had a plan. I strategized and I executed that plan and that strategy, you know, to a T. Like, yes, there was action involved, but it was not so cut and dry. And I used to follow so many business mentors, so many business gurus, and it was always about the action. And it felt so forceful It was like, just do this funnel or just do this drip campaign or just do this email sequence. And it's funny because when you're looking for things like that, that's what shows up in your awareness. That's what pops up on social media. That's what the universe presents to you because that's what you're thinking about and that's what you're attracting. Like, how can I reach more people? How can I quit my job and make passive income? How can I start to introduce more flow into my life. But as those questions got more metaphysical and more spiritual, where I realized I didn't want to do the whole force thing anymore, I didn't want to do the whole strategy and action plan, and these are the exact steps you need to take. After realizing that my south node is in Virgo and my north node is in Pisces, your south node is what you have already mastered in previous lifetimes. And with the South Node in Virgo, I have mastered the details. I have mastered execution. I have mastered planning. I have mastered all of that small stuff that goes into into everything, into every part of life, into business, into buying a house, into planning, into college and education and all of this. And so it was amazing when I did more research on my South Node and my North Node you know, because they're pitted opposite each other. It's just like you have the full moon and the new moon. They're pitted against each other on the zodiac because they are the exact opposite of one another. Virgo is a very practical, grounded, 
earth sign. She is the goddess, the maiden, but she is very detail-oriented. She is very much a perfectionist. She's very big on mistakes. She's really hard on herself. She's very judgmental, very critical of herself and others, whereas Pisces is none of that. Pisces is just flowing, dreamy, no plans, no strategies, trusting the flow of the universe. Pisces is that really metaphysical, really spiritual sign of the zodiac. It's no planning, no execution, no perfectionism. It's more about flow and being. Virgo is very much a doing energy. The earth energies are very, very grounded and very action oriented. And, you know, the fact that my sun sign is a Taurus too, I do struggle with that sometimes, although I've realized that my earth placements are what make me such an awesome co-creator and such a powerful manifester of the physical. But the piece that was missing is that it's not all about the action that you're taking. There's this other piece, this trust, this surrender, this faith this spiritual metaphysical side that I never understood until I embarked on a spiritual journey, until I realized like I hit a I hit a plateau in my life, in my business, in my success, in everything, in everything in life. And I hit that around age 28. And that's when I really started asking questions like, this can't be all there is, the physical can't be all there is, and it can't be all about action. It can't just be a coincidence that the timing of certain things lined up so perfectly and unfolded the way that it has. So today I want to talk more about existence. I want to talk a little bit more about past lives, about reincarnation. I want to thank Jennifer for her message on Instagram because she asked so many thought-provoking questions, wanting to know more about, you know, what happens after death if there's a multiverse and we exist in these different universes, and what about past lives, and does that mean that we are existing and living in different realities simultaneously? And what about past lives? You know, do we only incarnate here on Earth? Or are we reincarnating on other planes in other dimensions as well? So these are some really loaded questions, right? Because they're really mysterious. And we're not given the answers to these things for very good reason. (laughs) We're not given the answers to these things, but we're also like not even... With society, we're not even prompted or encouraged to explore any of this. You think about our current education system and just the way that our society, especially Western civilization, how it's all set up. And it's kind of this hamster wheel of not questioning anything. Kind of like, you're born, here's your social security number. Like, this is how we identify you is with a number, right? So just think about that for a minute. You are assigned a number at birth so that you can be kept track of and you have a way to identify yourself here on this earthly plane. And then you grow up in this society that has certain rules and regulations and expectations And you start off as this child where you don't have any responsibilities 
and you come into this world as a pure bundle of joy and love and light, and your consciousness is there, but because you're in a physical form, and because there is such a thing as time here, even though time is not linear, right, according to Einstein, but here we experience the construct of time, we experience the construct of aging, and so your consciousness is in your body when you're born, but there are certain limitations of your physical body and your brain capacity, you know, at that particular age, your level of comprehension, your level of coherence, and this is all by design. But when you start out as a baby and as a child, that's why psychologists agree that the first seven years of any individual's life is so paramount and so crucial because when you are born, you are basically coming into the world with a clean slate of consciousness. And that's a good thing because if you were to remember all of your past lives and all of the things that you have been through, that your soul has been through at a very young age, you know, when you are a baby or when you are growing and you're like a year old, two years old, three years old, if you were to remember all of these things, you would remember that you are a fragment of source consciousness, that you are a being of pure love and light, that you are pure energy, and you would just shoot right back up into source energy and the collective consciousness right? That's why we don't remember any of that when we're born or as kids. We maybe get little fragments of it, but again, our understanding is very limited, and that is also by design. Because in order to have an experience here on Earth, you can't fully remember or recall what you actually are. Because if you did, there would be no density. There would be nothing to hold you here in the physical and in this third dimension. So this is why contrast, this is why duality, this is why polarity and the things that you saw growing up, the things that you experienced, all of that plays a huge role in your becoming of who you are. It's kind of like when you're a kid, you are that version of yourself, that that purest version of your soul that just expresses joy and unconditional love and compassion and kindness and just has fun, right? Looks at everything as if it's a vacation and a sandcastle is a real castle and the sky is your second home, and the dreams that you have are real to you. At least for me as a kid, that's what it was like. I, I was just able to be and experience and have fun. But then after age seven, and you get to like age eight, nine, ten, with the way our society is currently set up, we start going down this path of restriction, path of limitation, a path of expectations, a path of judgment. And with the media and advertisements and the things that we are exposed to growing up, you start to feel like you're not enough. Or if you subscribe to a certain religion, many religions will tell you that you've done something wrong, that you have sinned, that the only reason you are here is because another gave up their life for you, right? And I'm not saying that any religion out there 
is necessarily right or wrong, but if there's something about a religion that just doesn't sit well with you, like for me, growing up non-denominational Christian, I just could not, like it just did not vibe with me. I could not wrap my head around the fact that I was already a sinner and that if I didn't live by this certain code, that I would be damned to hell. <laughs> like, I just could not subscribe to that. It just, it did not, it did not align with my soul at all. Like, and you, this is the thing. Everyone has a different experience with religion. This could have just been the type of church that I went to, the priest that was there, right? So it, it could be a number of things, but everyone has a different perspective. And you might hear me say that and think, that's that's not what Christianity is. And you know what? You're right, because Christianity is different to every single individual, to every single person, because we have all had our own experiences with it. That's the crazy thing, is that you have all of these people following all of these different religions, subscribing to a certain belief system, and yet everyone is perceiving that differently. Even if there are scriptures, even if there is the Bible, right? There, It's still your perception of what you're reading that can be different. And same with the priest, same with the pastor, the person who is up there. They have had their own life experiences. They have their education, I'm sure, because I know there's ministry and, and a school and education in order to be a priest or to be a pastor. Again, I don't know all of the logistics of that. The point that I am trying to make is that every single one of us is an individual with a soul that has experienced more than just this one existence. And with your subconscious mind, with the past life experiences that each of us have had, no matter what, that is going to color the the lens that we are looking through. That is going to make us perceive things in a certain way or in a different way than others. That is what the law of polarity is. It is that nothing is inherently good or bad and that everything is subjective. Everything is subjective, even religion. Now, I loved Jennifer's question about past lives and reincarnation and whether we only incarnate here on earth or if we incarnate elsewhere. And so when I have been in contact with my guides, the messages and the information that I have channeled through them is that there are earth beings or earth souls, so souls that have only ever incarnated on earth and just continue to incarnate on earth. And then there are cosmic souls, or you've probably heard the term starseed, right? So we have these other souls, these cosmic souls who originated elsewhere, and they have agreed to come to earth for usually for a very specific reason. And it usually has something to do with raising the vibration of the collective, raising collective consciousness, and also transmuting shadow energies, transmuting those darker energies into light. But at the end of the day, you have people who 
have only and will only ever incarnate here on earth. And this has been happening for some time because if you look at the history books and you look at oppression, you look at the wars, you look at the the things that people are fighting over, you look at money, you look at greed, you look at the financial systems, you look at how the banks and the corporations and the government always seem to like bail themselves out at the expense of the people, you just start to notice a pattern that once you notice it, you can't ignore it. And so this is why you have cosmic souls, why you have star seeds that have been seeded here, that have been planted here in this particular existence, in this particular reality, at this particular point in time, because in order for Earth to continue with humanity living on Earth, it's more of like living with the Earth instead of just living on Earth. For some reason, humans believe that they are superior to everything and just take and take and take and take and take and exploit natural resources, exploit animals and just everything. So humans have just come to earth and think, okay, this is our planet to do with what we will. And as we're seeing right now with the pandemic, it's kind of like, no, actually, mother earth will do what she needs to do in order to continue her survival. And if that means that the entire human race needs to be wiped out in order for her to do that, that's what's going to happen. You have to remember, this planet has been here so much longer than humans have. And this is what that that term, the Great Awakening, is, is that instead of viewing ourselves as superior to Mother Nature, we must realize that we are a part of it. And so you have cosmic souls, you have star seeds here who have lived on other planets in other dimensions, who have lived in harmony <laughs> with the other beings, not just the beings like them, right? But all beings, whether it's animals, whether it's insects, whether it's plants, all beings understanding the law of divine oneness and that we are all one. These cosmic souls, these star seeds have experienced that. They have experienced an existence that is so blissful, that is so joyful, because it's in that higher state of consciousness. There is no fear. There is no lack. There is no greed. There is nothing that we experience here. The crazy thing is, is that we as humans have created this We have created all of that, right? We've created the systems and structures. And you might be thinking, oh, not me, not me. Well, okay, not you, but your ancestors. Your ancestors did. And again, circling back to the law of divine oneness, we are all one. We are all linked by creation. We're all interconnected. And so That's the difference. Like, that's what we have to recognize is that we need to start working together, stop this stupid separation with ethnicity and race and the the classes like wealth status, the 
politics, you know, taking sides with the politics, even as a country and continents. Like, there is so much separation here on Earth. And as a cosmic soul myself, as a starseed myself, it is so overwhelming because as a child and even all through my teenage years into my adult years, I just, it has been so hard for me to understand why it's like this and why we've decided to create this and why we continue to allow it to happen. Instead of accepting each other as this beautiful, like as an extension of ourselves, because that's the thing, everyone is just an extension of you. And so by not accepting them, you are essentially rejecting yourself and you are not accepting yourself as you are. And so when I look at earth, I just see a giant place of like just rejection. <laughs> like just so many individuals that have just reject everything around them, reject others. And so in that, everything's a mirror, right? Like they're just rejecting themselves. And so then I'm like, oh, well, no wonder there's duality. No wonder there's polarity. No wonder there's this concept of what's right and wrong, good or bad, light and dark. So that piece of it, I'm beginning to have a little bit more insight to, although it is still very, very hard to reconcile when I know that my soul has existed somewhere where that didn't actually exist. So that's what raising the vibration of the collective means. That is what, you know, moving to a higher consciousness, that's what it entails is understanding that separation is just a construct. And so as long as the people here on earth continue to view themselves as separate from nature, separate from one another, separate from everything else, like the more it's this, it's such a weird dichotomy because you have yourself as the individual, your soul as, you know, an individual soul, a unique individual soul, but then you're also a part of source consciousness. Like you are an extension of source consciousness, of source energy. And so that's what's so interesting is that you are basically experiencing this particular reality, this physical existence from an individual perspective without realizing that everyone else is doing the exact same thing. And at the end of all of this, we all just come together back into the one, right? Back into source energy. And everything we've learned, everything, <laughs> all the growth, everything that's happened here, it all kind of funnels back into this, this consciousness. And so then the universe continues to expand. It continues to evolve. It continues to change and to grow because that is another one of the laws of the universe, the law of perpetual transmutation of energy and the law of perpetual motion. With every fiber of my being, I do know that each of us, especially if you're listening to this and it is really resonating with you, each of us came here for a specific reason. And I believe that there are a lot of cosmic souls, starseeds here on earth right now, because this is a really pivotal moment for this planet. Like if you have never really felt 
at home here, if you've always kind of felt like the black sheep, if you've always thought differently than other people or seen things differently, or you were called like the eternal optimist, if you feel like you, this was never really your home, like you're, you're in the world, but you're not of this world, if you know what I mean, then more likely than not, you are a cosmic soul. You are a starseed who is here for a much bigger mission than just doing the whole earth societal thing. And so that's the really interesting thing about being a starseed and also having this physical body, this vessel, and saying, like, I'm a human being, right? Because I know the goodness and the compassion and the love and the the capacity for which humans can heal and help one another and love one another and want the best. And then I've also seen the side of humanity that is cruel and unforgiving and separate and divisive. And so that's been that's been hard to reconcile. But I do believe that our path forward is one that involves humanity coexisting with the earth and with mother nature. It's kind of like your journey here is unbecoming everything that society that the that humanness, right? That the constructs that this patriarchal society has kind of forced upon you. It's unbecoming all of that and getting back to that state of pure innocence and pure bliss, pure love that is limitless, that is infinite, that is not restricted, that is boundless. So it's a process of becoming and unbecoming and then becoming again. But that second becoming is on a on the level of the spiritual you're not becoming what society says you should become. You're becoming what is in alignment with your soul. And so I know that on my journey, it's the things that I feel the most afraid to do because it's the things that I was shunned for, exiled for, killed for. Those are very deep-seated memories, deep-seated wounds that live in my subconscious mind that through past life regression, through astral travel, I have been able to bring forward. And so I can now reconcile my fears and the things I'm so afraid of, the things that I have been wrongfully punished for in the past, I am now able to reconcile those and understand that I am here now at this point in time to speak out about these things, to share my truth, to share what I know, because I am safe here. And I I'm I live in a time right now where I can do this. I can record a podcast episode. I can record a YouTube video. I can reach people all over the globe, all over the globe, with something as amazing as the internet and with the technology that we have. That did not exist back in those previous lives. And so that's what I want to leave you with. It is most likely the things that you are most afraid to do, the things that you are most afraid to speak out about, 
the things that keep you up at night, the questions that keep you up at night, the things that really bother you about this existence, about this society, about the way things are, about life itself, that right there is your map. All that stuff that you are afraid of, (laughs) that's the thing that you're supposed to be doing in this lifetime. And I didn't believe this for a long time because I couldn't understand how that could be until I started doing past life regressions, self-hypnosis, meditations, working with a psychic medium, discovering that I have Celtic ancestors and a Celtic bloodline, that my ancestors were witches, that I have that very bloodline, that very blood running through my veins. I come from a line of mystics and healers. And that has been the thing that has scared me the most and why I've kind of stayed in the spiritual closet or someone said the broom closet for so long because I was burned for it. I was burned for it. I have memories of it. And so when... Like, I can't just pull this emotion from anywhere. Like, it, oh, goodness. (laughs) It comes from somewhere. And it is hard to think that other people could wrongfully punish something because they just didn't understand it. When darkness and evil, that is all human-made. It is all a construct. It is all human-made. Because we are all beings of light. And we can choose to transmute darkness into light at any, at any point because it's all just energy. It's all just energy. So if that wasn't enough, as I've gone through numerology and a bunch of different types of assessments, if you will, just about the, the power of different, different signs, of numbers, in the universe and what certain things mean, it is no coincidence that my life path numbers, that even my name and the numbers that that my name corresponds to, that everything points to being a spiritual teacher. And that is the one thing that has scared me the most my entire life. It's the one thing I've just kind of kept secret. I've just kind of kept hidden inside of myself because the ego goes, well, who are you to speak on this topic? You're 32 years old. And some people would probably say, you haven't lived enough life to really know that. And how do you know the things you know? And that their religion is the right one. And when it comes down to it, I can't explain physically or have that tangible proof of how I know what I know, I just know. And I feel that it's my responsibility, it's a part of my path to share what I know in order to grow on an individual level as a soul to overcome this fear that it's not safe, that I'm unsafe, that I will be persecuted for this, to overcome that fear to overcome the fear that history will repeat itself for me in this lifetime. And so not only that, but to then use that 
that voice and that knowledge and the divine gifts, the psychic gifts to be able to channel this information, to channel the understanding and the knowledge and bring it to those who are curious and those who it resonates with. And so that's why I'm here. That is, that's what I'm doing. And so truly, sincerely, I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for listening to these episodes. I want to thank you for reaching out to me and asking me questions and wanting my perspective, trusting my understanding and my perspective, because nothing has ever felt more right. Nothing has ever felt so aligned (laughs) in my whole life. Do the thing you are most afraid of. And you will set your soul free. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more beyond this podcast, make sure to check out my website at innerdivinealchemy.com and give me a follow over on Instagram at innerdivinealchemy. Don't forget to check out The Collective where we have monthly themes on all things metaphysical and spiritual. I'll chat with you all again very soon.